Hello sacred souls and welcome to My Sacred Return, the podcast. I'm Liz and I created this space to help you connect with experiences that let you know you're understood. Whether you're struggling to juggle the weights of the world, feel like childhood wounds are still holding you back, or just want a peek into the life of someone doing the work, I'm pretty sure that I have something for you here. So let's talk. Hello my sacred souls and welcome back to another episode of My Sacred Return, the podcast. If you're new here, welcome. If you're returning, thank you for being here again. If you're an OG, you know I'm Liz. If you're new, I'm Liz. I feel like I've just said all of this so backwards, but I am out of whack right now. I just tried to record this episode and I don't know what happened. So we're here again. Um, This week, I wanted to speak about daddy issues, something that I speak about often, something that I work with clients about often. I have a program dedicated to working with women about daddy issues, and I thought it would be good to share this episode now where I'm speaking about daddy issues and how it affects us as girls and women and also later on in the episode I will include how it affects boys and men so if you are listening and you are a man it's important to listen to the beginning especially if you are planning on being a father or are a father and also just in terms of being in relationship if you date women it's important to understand how these things affect us and of course later on in the episode there'll be information about how it can affect you and then vice versa for women later on in the episode it's important to listen to how it affects men you may raise boys you may be in a relationship with a man with daddy issues um it's just important for us to all get an idea of what everyone's going through and how things can show up because one of the most important things is understanding different sides of the story. I've never really liked the idea that information for women is only about women and information for men is only about men because a lot of the problems in the world are actually when people come together even and I'm going to speak about in this episode I'll touch on it briefly but even just like sisterhood wounds and how women can have issues with one another it's usually at the center of it there's a man so it all comes into play so how we can help each other and help ourselves best is understanding how we fit and how others fit into this dynamic by learning basically everything so let's get straight into it so first of all the presence of a father is so important for all children The presence of a father can set us up with a stronger foundation in the world so we can just feel like the world is a safer place because we know that there is someone who is protecting us and has our best interests at mind. Now, the absence of a father is one of the most important causes of many issues in the world, starting with poverty and crime and leading to so many more things. But when I speak of the absence of a father, it is much deeper than just his physical presence. Even if a father is in the home, if he is not emotionally present, then he is absent. And so that could mean a father who's in the home, but he's abusive. He's emotionally absent because he's not able to be healthy. And so whenever you hear me in this episode mention absent father, understand that even if your father was in the home, if he was abusive, cold, distant, then he falls into what I'm speaking about when I say absent father, because I'm speaking about emotionally absent fathers. 
but also the fathers who are not present in the home, the fathers that you've never met, and just how their role shapes our lives. Now, when a father is emotionally absent or abusive, he's not able to be a healthy father figure to his daughter, the daughter is more likely to go within herself rather than express her emotions externally, which is what we're more likely to see in boys. When she goes within herself, however, there are going to be certain little things that give it away, starting with her hyper-independence, which we see a lot in adults, and we speak about this often as adults, like, oh, women, we're so hyper-independent, we don't want to be the strong woman all the time, you know, we're people-pleasing, we're doormats, but this starts in childhood, so you'll notice children, little girls, moulding their attitudes and behaviours to what their dad wants them to do, maybe pretending that their dad is this superhero, although he's not present, acting like they're not affected by his absence and that they're not bothered because girls are more likely to internalise things in a way that it's suppressed so much that they don't want anyone to think it bothers them. However, of course, if you pay attention to the fact that a child is not ever asking for help, even when you know that they could be struggling and is uncomfortable and is wants to be so independent and is taking on this parental, parentified role as a little girl, then that should indicate that there's something wrong because children shouldn't feel like they are supposed to be in a role of responsibility. They're children, they're supposed to be just having fun and making mistakes and maybe, you know, tidy your bedroom, but taking on the emotions of others somewhere they feel neglected and like they have to do that it is not a choice for a child to take on the emotions of others somewhere somehow they feel like they have to do that and when a father is emotionally absent that makes a little girl feel like she has to do that because little girls come into this world with an idea of their father an idea of how he'll protect them especially if they go to school they meet other children and they've got friends and their daddy's little princess and you know they talk about how their daddy does this for them and that for them if they create this idea of what a dad does and they go home and their daddy's not that or he's not there it can make the child feel unfulfilled and so what she'll do is deny her feelings and act as if she doesn't long for that The reason why these little girls are acting like they don't long for their needs to be fulfilled is because they learn early on by their father's actions that he will not meet their expectation. And so they deny their feelings, but what this does is instead of actually revoking power from the father, because that's the aim really, to revoke the power of what you wanted him to be and, you know, his role in your life, and the disappointment from shaping your life, you actually highlight it, and so it does shape your life, because you're living around it, trying to make sure that no one lets you down again, so you don't set high expectations for anyone, but when you don't set high expectations for anyone, or relationships, jobs, careers, anything, for anyone to treat you in any certain way, when there are no expectations, you are more likely to settle for anything and people will offer you absolutely anything. So you may feel like it's disrespectful that people keep shortchanging you, but if you're putting out there that I'm hyper-independent, I've just got it, I'm okay, I don't need anything, 
people will literally give you their change and expect you to scream and shout and be happy like it's the biggest riches ever because you are basically saying you have no needs no expectations no desires to be fulfilled and that isn't true we all have desires but they shouldn't be so deep down that the world thinks we are stone cold and have none now fathers who are absent emotionally or abusive they usually have their own story everyone was once a child and so somewhere somehow they were wounded and before they became the wounded father maybe they were a wounded child or a teen and something happened to them but as your father the wounded father affects the little girl's self-esteem it becomes contagious he passes on his wounds to his daughter to live up to the idea of what he's grown to adopt as normal and so there are so many different scenarios um i'm not going to go on touch on all of those but just for example if the child if the father when he was a child grew up in a dynamic where maybe his parents had an abusive relationship or maybe his father wasn't present he would have learned to survive and then how he's learned to survive is who he is when he becomes your father now when you become a child you have to fit into the story of his survival, not in terms of healthy, of what he expected for his life, who he wanted to be, and all of those things. So trying to be a child of someone who is living in survival often involves destroying our image of ourselves and doubting our place in the world. So self-esteem, of course, once you have self-esteem, you feel like you have a place in the world, you feel like you belong, when your self-esteem is not, you start to tear yourself apart and girls and women are more likely to tear themselves apart internally than boys and men. They will still, of course, boys and men still will feel torn and under pressure, but women and girls are more likely to be misguided by the fickle trends that are set to tear us apart, which leads to poorer mental health. So just think of body image, for example, girls are more likely to have eating disorders and I'll get into that again later but they're more likely to have eating disorders and they're more likely to have these self-worth issues that are attached to their image and so we see nowadays like so many women and girls are getting BBLs and they're so dangerous so dangerous and I don't look at girls and women who are getting them and think like oh my god um like a judgment on them but it's just the fact that because the surgery and the procedure is so dangerous, to know that women are risking their lives for body image issues like that is very sad and worrying because, of course, it doesn't heal the actual issue that's inside the root issue. When we try to plaster our wounds with something external, it never gets to the root, which is why depression is so rife for girls and women because we are so torn apart by what the world projects out to us as what we need, the standards for ourselves, what we look like. You know, what you bring to the table isn't your heart at the moment um, in the media anyway or how it's pushed out into the world. It's your body, what it looks like, it's your skin, it's your hair, it's your wigs, it's all of these different things. And the amount of money that women and girls are spending, right, for an aesthetic and a look is a great indifier, a great indication, <laughs> oh gosh, a great indication of just how this stuff is affecting us. And so 
There have been studies to show that when there is a healthy father present, girls are more likely to have better mental health, less likely to fall prey to these fickle trends in the world of you should look like this, you should be like this, because they've already had it affirmed to them from they came into this world, from the first person that they recognise as being outside of themselves, because you come when you come from your mother, it's kind of like you think you and her are the same, but you can identify, okay, this is a different person, maybe I heard their voice in the room, but... I don't know this smell, like who who's this man? Hop over this. Um yeah, so the father affirms to you like you are enough as you are. If your father is not affirming that to you because he's absent or he's abusive or he's nasty, or the way that he treats women, the way he treats your mom and other women and he's disrespectful about them, those things are gonna shape how you view yourself as a girl and then growing into a woman in this world. It can also lead to seeking love and attention in places that it isn't being offered. And I I had to say where it isn't being offered on purpose because there are so many times where we as women, we see someone and maybe they need help from us. And maybe they appreciate or say they appreciate the help from us. Maybe they need something from us. But we, in our mind, because we've been conditioned to believe that we have to shape and mold ourselves and deny our feelings we can also misconstrue things and so take things differently and sometimes people you know their communication isn't the best a lot of people may say to you oh my god I really love you I want to be with you and really they just want something from you so of course it's natural to get confused but when you have that father figure who has set the standard and let you know okay these are the levels this is when someone is good for you, this could be a friend, this can be a job, this is where you compromise, this is where you don't compromise, it makes a difference and when there's a healthy father, he'll make sure that if anyone is gonna try and make you compromise who you are, your morals, your standards, they're not for you. When you don't have him or you have a father who doesn't live up to expectations maybe he pops in every now and then and goes on like his father of the year when he's not and you just go along with it because this is the best you're ever gonna get from him when you go out into the world and you meet a man who can't bring anything to the table right well what do you bring to the table these conversations when he doesn't you'll hold on to his ambition you'll hold on so tightly like one day he's gonna get a job one day he's going to contribute to these bills one day and oh my gosh if he goes 50 50 on bills <gasps> men aren't doing that the last man that i was with never paid anything so this is amazing no no it's not amazing it's bare minimum but as women and girls we grow up in this world the ones of us that have had an absent emotionally or abusive father, you grow up into this world and you learn to clutch onto the little things and make them bigger than they are when in fact they are just the little things. You can still appreciate the little things but understanding what they are and what their role is is important otherwise you will chase pavements and even in jobs Women who have grown up and they haven't had that foundation are less likely to ask for a raise and more likely to be taking on so many other people's job roles and not getting paid for it because you don't have that comfort that if you stand up for yourself, people are going to value you because if your value, what you've seen in life is based on 
how you've been seen outside of yourself. You're going to go back to your childhood. You're going to look at your parents. And if your dad's role is one that basically pushed you away, then you're going to think that anyone else can just dispose of you so easily. So your value must be not. And that's not true. You are so valuable. It's not determined by your father and all these other people. But you need the confidence to be able to stand up for yourself and if you don't feel secure in this world where do you find the confidence and another thing I will say is that girls and women are more likely to be well at more risk of being groomed sexually victimized and abused by their partners because the partners perceive them as having no security so I've seen this in the world I've seen this personally and also amongst peers and family members where There are men who have no good intentions and if they see you don't have a big brother and you don't have a dad around, you are their perfect victim. So please be mindful of men who say they would never date a a woman who has older brothers or a strict dad because it's too much. If you've got good, pure, clean-hearted intentions for that woman and you want to marry her or make her your partner and take care of her and love her correctly you will not fear those men those men will be your guidelines to how you do that with her because they already have been doing it for her so they should be your best friends you know your confidant the ones who when she's acting a little bit unreasonable and you're like what do you do when she goes like this please and the brothers can tell you that's a healthy man because he just wants to really know you and be able to protect you because he's taking it on. He's like, dad, I got this. Brothers, I got this. I'm going to take care of her. When he doesn't have good intentions, he doesn't want you to have anyone around who he thinks that he would have to, not have to, but that he could basically lose to. If you've got a group of women around you, it doesn't matter how loud they are, how aggressive they can get, how many there are, they're less likely to take those women seriously because emotionally they can think that they've got control over you, especially if they're abusive. And if push comes to shove, if there's someone who can put their hands on you, they'd feel no way about putting their hands on your mom, your sister. I've seen it happen too many times, smashing cars and houses and traumatizing the other women in the family because they feel that they're more powerful but if there's men strong men around they're less likely to be able to victimize and intimidate women and girls so our security that fathers being around and being healthy makes us secure in more ways than just our self-esteem but also physically it repels a lot of predators It's important for me to also note or highlight the relationship the father has with the mother and how he views her and speaks about her and what he projects onto his daughter also plays a huge part in how she shapes herself because if he has a negative attitude towards her he's always blaming oh your mum's the reason why I can't see you your mum took you away from me it's your mum's fault and all of this right there are cases where mothers have done that More often than not, that isn't the case. That isn't the full story and it isn't even 30% of the truth. But this can cause girls to disconnect from themselves. 
and their own inner feminine energy. And the biggest way that we can see this reflected is in sisterhood wounds because the poor self-esteem and then seeing women, starting with your mother, as something that has kept you away from your father can influence young girls to feel like women are stopping them from being able to have healthy relationships with other men. So those girls are more likely to compete for male attention, even if the attention is negative. That is kind of the women, like just little ways of how it affects us. Of course, when I'm working with people, we go deeper into the specifics of everyone's dynamic of with their dad and what it's like. But that I wanted to share of like in terms of women was just enough for girls to be able to put themselves in the shoes and be like, hmm, this might be me. This might be actually how I'm affected in the world. Oh, this is why my friend is like that. Oh, this is how we're showing up. So you can just pay attention. One of the most important thing is just having the awareness. When you're understanding, oh, maybe this is why I'm doing that. You can try to get to the this and try and change it. And then you're able to see, oh, it was. And now I've got control again. The whole reason I work with people and these wounds is to be able to reclaim power, reclaim the control to be able to make the future brighter. You could be like, I'm 28, look in now at my life. The first 28 years of my life, okay, that's one way. If I live for another 28 years, that means I've lived the equal amount of life with the positives and then technically, to be fair, this started earlier in my 20s. So I'm already years into a healthier side of life. Give me 20 more years, I can say I've lived more life healthy than I have negatively and unhealthily. And I think a lot of people don't look at the bigger picture like that. Yeah, your past 20 years or 30 years or 40 years could have been awful. But if you live to be 80, then you've got a chance to balance this out. Like, don't wait and waste time. It doesn't mean that you are less than if you admit that you've had daddy issues. And funnily enough, when I came to record this episode today, I made a note in my phone of like what I wanted to talk about. And when I went to search it, I typed in just daddy issues in my notes. And there came up a note from 2018. And if you've been with me for a while, you would have known that in 2018, I had my psychosis, psychotic break episode. But that was in May and the note was from January and I had written something where I was basically like, I don't have mommy or daddy issues and I understand my parents' wounds from childhood and so I can't blame them for how it's affected me. Um, I just have to be accountable for myself and move forward. But when I read it, there was a lot of compassion for myself missing. I still share the sentiments in terms of understanding my parents' wounds that they came into the situation with, understanding my dad's wounds and how things were affected. But at that point then, I would not have been able to admit I had daddy issues or mummy issues. Now today, on the other side, I can say I don't have them. But I can say over the past few years, I identified that I did have them, especially daddy issues. I had them and they were controlling my life and I was denying them to deny the fact that I actually longed for more and I was feeling unfulfilled and I kept accepting and chasing things that affirmed that narrative that I wasn't enough that I had to overexert myself for the bare minimum like all of that was it was present so when I read that I was like oh my god 
this is perfect for me to speak about today because when you're in it and you've overcome it and you're working on it with people, you can remember the past to a point, but it's like you miss how much it impacted you. The fact I had the note that was so firm in my belief, like I can't say that I have daddy issues because I understand his trauma, took away from the fact that, yes, I do understand your trauma, but it affected me a lot deeply and I needed to understand that so I could have compassion for myself so I could really let it go not to disguise it not to continue with the narrative of trying to make it seem like it was okay to accept that it wasn't okay and I wanted to live a different life and in order to do that I had to reclaim my power from the situation from my dad from anyone who was continuing to affirm that narrative to me so it can be done I am proof trust me trust me so as promised I also wanted to speak about boys so as girls we internalize things in a way where we almost adopt it as our personality so even for example let me just say that before going to boys but when you look in the world a lot of the ways that women live They've adopted their wounds so much that the world can still run on a wounded woman. And what I mean by that is, you see hyper-independent women, you see people-pleasing women. The women may be tired, but they will still get things done. They will still be in the world, they can still hold a job, they can still be in corporate, they can still be seen as a civilian, they can still be in this world and people can see them, they're a nice person, they do things for the community, they raise their children, they can raise children who go on to do great things. A woman who is wounded can still be a part of this world without the world saying, oh, there's a problem. Sometimes it goes the other way, but it's possible. Men who are wounded are more likely to cause destruction in the world so it can't function the same way because the way that they project things is external. So boys who have had an absent or abusive father, they're more likely to distrust other boys and men and this male father wound can present itself as being like short-tempered, Um, in behaviour, like having a victim mindset and being emotionally unavailable. Now, the more likely to distrust other men can show up in so many ways. It can show up in not being able to take guidance from other men, so not listening to other men. It can show up as being insecure, so getting into relationships and then thinking another man is going to come and steal your partner. It can be seeing other men as they're going to harm you. So we see this in gangs where it's like, they're going to get me, so I've got to get them first. There's so many different ways that the distrust, the jealousy, bitterness, it starts with the absent father. According to the statistics, which this makes me really sad, absent fathers are one of the most important causes of crime. Children who grow up in a household with an absent father are three times more likely to go to jail before they turn 30 years old. Boys are the higher rate of that percentage and they're more likely to project their absent father wound rage against other boys and men. So as women and girls, we hear and know our own stories of how wounded men can affect us, the dangers that we can get in, the women being killed by men, 
whether it's domestic violence, whether it's a man on the street, the sexual assault, we know how men affect us, but we don't understand deeply how men affect each other because the statistics for homicide, men are 98% of homicide perpetrators worldwide. So think about that. In the whole world, 98% of the people who commit murder are men. But 79% of the victims are also men. So we understand us being killed by men. We are in the 21%. Of course, no one should be getting killed. But we are not their main victims. They are killing each other way more, over three times more than they are killing us. And where we are more likely to be groomed by men sexually or abused in romantic relationships they're more likely to be groomed by older men into lives of crime and so where fatherlessness is the main cause or one of the main causes of it's the main cause of poverty and one of the main causes of crime now being the main cause of poverty of course a lot of these boys who grow up and they've only got their mum raising them say because dad's absent or he's present but he's not contributing, so basically mum's doing it all, they feel like they have to get some money, they have to be the man of the house, they have to watch over mum so that dad doesn't hit her again, they have to do all of these things and grow up so quick and it's easier for them to be groomed into a life of crime because they think they need to go out and be able to provide. Even there are times where boys grow up in homes where you may think they have everything, you know, mum's not bad in terms of money or she has a new partner, she's married, I know so many young boys in my days of growing up um, where their parents were like, they had their mom and they had stepfathers, they had money, they had nice houses, they had things, but because of their actual father being absent and not feeling like he wanted them, they never trusted their stepfathers, they had animosity towards them didn't want to take money off them didn't want to feel like they were contributing to raising them so they still ended up on the streets and I know a lot of people look and think oh but they had it nice they have a nice house they've got a good stepfather they've got this but it's so much deeper when you have that animosity towards other men and you are looking at other men as you can't trust them you feel like you have to be the man and then the only kind of people that you feel like you can relate to are other people in the same boat and a lot of the time the other people in the same boat are living a life of crime who are basically saying I get it you know my dad wasn't around to gotta take care of mom got abandonment wounds but we'll be brothers this is family and then they groom and misguide them into that same lifestyle usually these guys were groomed too and anyone even every episode when I speak of when I'm speaking on people of course we have accountability for the actions that we are continuing in this life but I also understand that all of us were once wounded somewhere to get to these points and these guys who are grooming younger guys on the streets to sell drugs and be in crime and have guns and knives they too were groomed at some point in the beginning someone found them oh where's your parents how comes you're out here how comes you're living like this And if you're innocent and you're not involved, then you become their victim. And then as a result, 
you could end up down the same path of I've got to protect myself, I have to carry a knife. That These conversations are so deep and I would love to get someone on here actually to talk about that like from a male perspective because it can go so deep. But personally, having people that I love who have been affected by this also, I see how it plays out in such dangerous ways and men just continue to be harming themselves and each other. Another effect on men with an emotionally absent father is this can also lead to enmeshment with the mom, depending on the wound, but it can lead to the boy being enmeshed with his mom. And if you haven't listened to my enmeshment episode, check it out. You can also check out my episode on covert incest because the enmeshment episode is more general and enmeshment can affect a lot more people. But in some dynamics, it can lead to covert incest, which is more extreme where the child is like their parents surrogate spouse and so if the father has been absent and the mother is not the most healthy herself and leads the child into feeling like he's all she's got and it's just them two together it can control his whole life and it can end up in him having internalized rage not just from his father but also from his mother so it's detrimental the rage that comes from it. I think that's one of the clear differences. The women's side of things, it's more of a deep sadness, whereas when it comes out in men, it's more of a rage. And I don't know if, because there's so many opinions, right, in the statistics. Even all of this can still be opinions, um, but there are so many opinions that come in statistics for trying to figure out, like, exactly how it affects us in these different ways. But... I feel like, in my opinion, this is just opinion, I do feel like the way of the world and how it's been, men are more likely to, whether it's the conversations that they have, although they don't speak as much as women speak, we speak from a space of like emotion. I feel like men are more aware that it shouldn't be the way that it's been for them. So their dad shouldn't have just left their mum to just do it all by themselves. Their dad shouldn't have just being abusive to them or hit them or things like that it's more that the anger can come from understanding I feel like when you do understand a situation you are more likely to get at least angry for a little bit or frustrated like this is not right and so I feel like with boys and men they do tend to feel into that emotion more logically I guess like no this I am actually angry about this because where were you whereas with girls we internalize it like maybe it's me Maybe I've done something wrong in this, but the problem is it's wrong on both sides, right? Because it isn't you. As the child, you aren't, it's not your problem. It's not your fault. So as daughters, you shouldn't take that on. It isn't you. But also for the boys, yes, your father should have been present and he shouldn't have left you. You're right there. But projecting that onto other people who didn't cause the wound is not the way to go. And that's the way it happens. Other boys get hurt, other men, women get hurt as a result of this misplaced anger. So as you can see, in the middle, if we take it all to the middle, like, yes, it's okay to be angry and disappointed because that shouldn't have happened to you. But also, you have to figure out how to not let it affect other people because if you don't address it, other people are going to get hurt. The same way you got hurt from someone not addressing their wounds can cause you to hurt others by not addressing your wounds. The general statistics when it comes to 
worldwide mental health shows that women are more likely to have mental health disorders than men by about 2%. And women are more likely to have disorders such as depression, anxiety, bipolar disorder, and eating disorders. And as you can see, those are things that come from, when you get down to the, the effects, it's how you're seen, when how you're seen is the predominant factor of how you feel. So how you're projected, how the world sees you, how others see you, is determining how you feel about yourself. And then it leads you to be anxious, who's watching me, who's looking at me, eating disorders, what are they thinking about my weight? I'm depressed because I can't show up, I can't go out, I can't do this, I can't talk to, I, I'm not confident, I don't look like the girls on Instagram, you see? And then for men, men are more likely to have schizophrenia, alcohol disorders and substance use disorders. And then that is like when how you feel is the predominant factor of how you're seen. So how you feel inside, you project it outwardly and people can't help but see. They can't help but see you're drinking. They can't help but see you're taking drugs. Even schizophrenia, a lot of the time, people can notice physical attributes because it's project. It's one of those um, disorders where you can't control really how you're projected outside. Whereas with things like anxiety and bipolar, maybe you're more likely to like go within yourself, stay at home. Um, eating disorders, like you can hide them a bit more because they're more controlled. Whereas schizophrenia, you can't really control it. So people are more likely to see. And I was having this conversation recently with a friend because I'm so passionate about this. And I was speaking about men's mental health. And I was like, well, why is it that, you know, so much more men commit suicide than women? Like their rates, if you look at the mental health and you say that women have more mental illness than men by about 2%, but worldwide, that's a lot of people, right? then why do men commit suicide at such larger rates than women? And I still don't have the answer to this question. I think this is going to take like years of people coming together to really have the answer. But I was thinking that one thing that I definitely feel like plays a part is the fact that when you look at those disorders themselves, doctors take it more seriously if you have a bipolar disorder, anxiety, depression, eating disorder in terms of thinking that you need help because they can see you can't control it. Whereas when it comes to substance abuse, alcohol abuse, people, not just doctors, but the world are like, oh, you're in control, just stop drinking. Just stop taking the drugs, it's easy, just stop doing it. I'm more likely to look at you like you're the cause of your own issues rather than you can't control it. And it's important to note that these disorders are all mental health related disorders. So someone having alcohol disorder or having substance abuse disorder is equally as mentally ill as someone who has something that you don't can't control as anxieties or depression. All of these things, of course, with the right help and guidance and support can be managed they can be, I'm not going to say just get rid of because everyone's different, but can be managed with the right support, the right tools, they can be, but they're all results of something much deeper and I think for boys and men, they aren't given that 
grace that there is something deeper with those things and they're just left to their own devices but of course drinking and smoking and taking other kind of drugs you're out of your own mind so you're more likely to cause danger damage even if it's car crashes and things like that like you are more likely to cause danger and then it doesn't help with the internal rage if you have a father that's not present and then you also have a substance abuse issue it's just a recipe for disaster so I think these conversations do need to be had they're important but fathers need to be looking after their children they need to be in the home they need to be healing their wounds and that's why I hope and pray that people like myself who are working with people to unpack their childhood wounds continue to work with people I'm not limited to only working with women I predominantly work with women because I feel like I'm able to help women more from personal experience as well as studies and other relationships however I do help men and will help men because it's important to also be that source of support and I think it's important for us to be able to integrate and help more people understand their wounds so that they can become better because it isn't all about us like we yes we want to be able to live our life better but also those people that see us in this world are also influenced and there are a lot of children here right now more children to come we can make a change when we address these things we can make a change and they can have a better chance of growing up to understand and feel safer in this world and hopefully these mental health stats go down and the fathers of today the men who are becoming fathers today are able to be healthier for the children like yeah we can talk about our parents all day long and all the things they did and didn't do right but we're now those adults we're the parents, we're the aunts, we're the uncles, we're the godparents, the guardians, the foster parents. We're with them, the teachers. We are them now. We have the power now. So we have to take control of ourselves first, reclaim our power so that we can make sure that the influence that we have in this world is good influence and aims to bring people back to their true self, which is not struggling and hard and abused and heartbroken but it's like faithful and compassionate and loving and strong but strong when needed to be not strong by force not strong because you have no other choice a strength that is tender man or woman so we have to work on these things like for men I will say because obviously I have my one-to-one program for women Men can also work with me and we can do counselling and coaching together, but I don't have a programme for men and I don't know any man that has... I've seen women that have them, but the way the ones that I've seen, I wouldn't recommend. And I'm still trying to find a man that I can recommend people to, men to, so they can go to. So I don't have a specific one. But if you can find someone who has one, look for the ones that are able to help you express your emotions and identify how you express your emotions so if you express your emotions through suppressing them with substances or violence or you know reclusiveness and things like that look for someone who can help you work on expressing your emotions and focus on how you relate to other men and reframing any victim mindsets you have because those are like the big factors of how that wounds will show up for you and how it will affect you of course if you want to come to me I'm happy to help but I do think there is another pro of a man helping because 
you are taught as men to distrust other men. So if you have a man that you can go to, then that can do more than just help you reframe those things, but also can show you that you can have a healthy relationship with a man. And I know that there are men who have support groups but I see a lot of them when it's for like husbands so I don't know for single men working on these but I will try to find and as soon as I do Instagram I'll let it know be known and um I'll refer them if you do know one or you have one please let me know so I can refer it to men because I want people to get the help that they need if you're a woman and you've got some daddy issues you're trying to work through I'm your girl come to me we'll work on it we can work on these things, our life's not over, you know, like, there is so much beauty to life, and if you would have met me years ago to now, my optimism, like, my positive attitude, my understanding is so much different, I had knowledge, but I didn't have compassion for myself, I had it for everyone else, not myself, like, people pleaser, doormat, biggest doormat ever, now no way like no way even like my friends are like the way you're so confident now honestly it's so different and I'm so grateful because it just takes the understandings and then being able to apply them to your life and being able to get to this side I know God didn't bring me here for no reason to waste it um to hoard it but also not to deny its power and that nothing is forever you know everything can change and I'm proof of that so I hope if you need my help I can help you but I just hope this episode in itself gave people enough insight into how these things can affect us and can show up because for me learning anything it was always best for me to just hear about something first and then give it time to settle in and see how it worked on me and within me and how I felt about it before I even started doing the work on it and that in itself does some work for you because once you're able to absorb like okay no that is me that is okay these are habits it makes you realize you're not the only one you're not the first one to go through it and show up this way and it's nothing to be ashamed of having daddy issues they're nothing to be ashamed of like it's so crazy especially women you see women like oh they've got daddy issues and then with men they're like oh my god they've got mommy issues but the issue isn't the child, first of all. It comes to, like, mommy or daddy issues. The issue is not the child. It's the parent not healing their own things. But we are also adults now, so we have to heal these things before we become the next issue because it won't be our children's fault. We'll have to take accountability. Even if it wasn't our fault to begin with, becomes a point where we're responsible for it. I hope this gave you what it needed to give you. If you've got any dilemmas or questions, my email address will be in the description box. If you want to reach out to me, you can DM me on Instagram at my sacred return. And yeah, I hope you enjoy the rest of your week. If you live in England like me, then please wrap up because it is freezing. Oh my god, it's so cold. It is so cold. I I'm about to hibernate for the rest of the year because the cold and me do not get along. But yeah, wrap up, stay safe, stay warm, take your vitamins, don't get sick if you can help it. And I will speak to you all again next week. Until next time. Thank you for joining me for an episode of My Sacred Return, the podcast. 
I hope this space made you feel comfortable and that you'll return next week. If you feel called to, please subscribe and tell a friend to tell a friend. You can keep up with me on Instagram at mysacredreturn and the rest of my social media links will be in the description box. See you next time, Sacred Souls.